0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: This is James Loving, I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, another day in Arizona. Great weather, great time out here. Uh, we'll be having a caller, Reggie Slater, that will be calling in today, a former NBA player. So it'll be good to get his views on, you know, what he's doing out there in Houston, what has he been doing since he's been out of the NBA, and give us a little insight and outside of um, what's going on in the NBA playoffs um, this week. Um, I'd like to start off saying, um, there's a lot going on, you know, um, we had we both had a couple um, college kids, you know, come in today. Um, they've been sick, so we will definitely have them on the show next week um, to get their views of you know, by going from the transition from high school to college, you know, and give them a little, you know, a little something, you know, to go back on to get through um, college and um, that life of being free and going to class when you want to go to class and being, you know, just being a man, starting off being a man, but you know. Um, When I get these callers in and people in my studio, it's just so great. And then when you get this one guy that I'm coming on today, the things he's been doing is remarkable. I'm excited to have him back on. You on on the line, Reggie? Here.
3: Yes, I'm
2: here. How you doing today, Reggie Slater?
3: I'm doing very well. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm, you know, I'm smiling. I'm feeling the
3: love, baby. I'm feeling the love. You
2: feeling the love? <laughs> <laughs> well, what we got to do today, we'll start a little show off different. I usually let uh, my guests try and, at the end, tell what they do. Well, I like to, you to start off, you know, tell them where you played and all that, and what you're doing out there in Houston. Okay. All right. Sounds good.
3: Sounds good. So you want to know now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh,
3: you know, I played, I was able to, uh, after I left Wyoming, I was able to play 10 years professional basketball. And, um, Towards the latter part of my career, I was trying to figure out, you know, how was I going to earn a living? Because I knew I couldn't play forever. So I invested in these oil changes. And, um, you know, one led into two, two led into three. And I'm now, I've got six of those, uh, try to be a part of my kid's life, uh, as far as coaching. And uh, the way Houston is, if anybody, you know, listening knows how Houston is, very flat, the fourth largest city in America, but it's very flat. I live on the south side of Houston, mm-hmm. and all the gyms were located on the north part of Houston, which is, you know, it would take an hour and a half just to get to a gym to play. So for me saying somebody needs to build a gym to, so, you know, just uh, that whim, uh, I, I, I actually have a partner, and then and I built a gym in Houston. So I have a, uh, a along with my sister oil changed stores, a uh, gym. Uh, which you you know if you want to ever look at it uh the website is slater's c o uh and it takes you straight to my website and it has a picture of the gym and everything that we we have there so you know i'm i'm um i'm uh i'm i'm am I'm a business owner now uh um, you know we own i own uh, six oil chain stores a gym and four kids and very busy <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, and I wanted to change it up, Reggie, so people know what you're doing. So that'll lead us into what we got to talk about today, you know. And I'm all mm-hmm. about the kids, and I know you are helping these kids. You know, you know, like you say, there wasn't no gyms. And what just inspired you to do it? Just because most people say you want, people want to do it for a tax write-off and all like that. And I know that's not your case. And, you know, what inspired you to do
3: this? Because uh, it's it, because It's fun. It's uh, giving back to the kids. Uh, you know, I've always thought that sports was an avenue that kids could go to where they can express themselves. They're angry or upset or feel like they can express themselves through football or volleyball or basketball. You can always go on that court and concentrate and let all that angst out. Um, you know, uh, so I, when, in building this gym, I wanted to be a place where kids, you know, can competitively go out. And have fun, and and um, and 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 learn all those great things that sports gives you. Uh, great things like focus, great things like determination, great things like learn to work with a group for a common goal or cause. Uh, that, that, those are the reasons behind me building this gym.
2: That's good. I want to uh, let's go on different points. When you say group. How hard, I mean, not how hard, how important is it, Reggie, for these kids to learn to work like teamwork? You know what I'm saying? When you say with a group, when you have, like, all different, you know, race and ethnic, how important is that?
3: That's incredibly important because if you look at the way society and the global economy is, and the economy is quite global now as compared to, to the way it was 30, 40 years ago because of NAFTA and and the way, you know, U.S. buys things from uh, different countries and vice versa, you have to be able to communicate and understand where people are going and where people are coming from and their train of thought, not only from different races, but different ethnicities, religions, and so forth. Uh, you know, you have to understand why, uh, when I was going to college, I, you know, I wanted to know why that farmer was thinking the way he thought. Right. What You know, because they were good people. But they just had different conclusions, different conclusions and, and you know, why, why do they belong to this particular political party, this, that, and Well, it, it's, it's gone farther and has not founded since, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, now we're dealing with a, a lot of people from Indian descent, Asian descent, and, um, a lot of their customs are strange, as strange to us as ours is to them. Right. Uh, so, you know, we have to, it has to be. It has to be a little bit of understanding on on both sides uh, in order for us to move forward. Because once once we understand each other, and once we see how we can help each other, that's a powerful force. So you know, it, it, you know, it's just like going to college. It's it's more than just the academic part. Uh, learn to socially be able to communicate. You can be the smartest girl, guy in the world, guy or girl, uh, but if you can't open your mouth, you're in a whole heap of trouble. Right. So you know, communication and understanding uh, that that goes a long way.
2: And, and like you say, and, and with the group we, we talk about, the team is important. And like you say, when we went to Wyoming, you know, that was it was different for me. I'm like, man, where am I in Western country? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was a great yeah. experience to learn how to work with different people. You know what I'm saying, Reggie?
3: Yes, I do know what you're saying. I mean, you know, uh, because when we grow up and as we uh go up the corporate ladder or the, the working ladder, uh, you're gonna see these guys. Uh that same nerd of today is gonna be that tech leader of tomorrow. That same guy that had a hard time in his books, mm. um, you know, uh is gonna be but had a hard working spirit is gonna be that next entrepreneur tomorrow. Not because he was so smart, but because he had that don't give upness, if that's a word. Mm. You know? He, because he was stubborn and, and he was focused. And that's a, another part of, you know, you say, wow, groups are important because I've always heard, and I believe this, in a, in a team setting, great players make the pe- the people and the players around them better. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan accelerated Scotty Pippen's game through leaps and bounds, you know? Right. And so, and the same thing that happens on a basketball court or, and, you know, on a football field, same thing happens in the corporate world. You start bringing out some fresh, new, great ideas out there, things that people are thinking outside of the box, going places that you haven't gone before, and, you know, and stop putting limits on yourself. And that's, you know, th- everything's boundless, you know, but you need good people. You need strong people. And sometimes you need people from different groups to come from a different perspective yeah. in order to get to where you want to go.
2: And, and that's good you said that because a friend of mine is out here, Seth Jordan, always tell me, he's like, love, surround yourself around good people. You know? Yeah, that's the only way. You're not saying you better anybody, but put yourself around the people that's positive, positive. and that's exactly. what we want these kids to do, don't we, Reggie?
3: Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Because the you know the truth, the truth of it is that the world is a tough place. The world is a very tough place, and you know I, I don't care how tough you are, uh, you're not as tough as the circumstances that can hit you in life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know without going into a whole bunch of you know details. So you need to make – life is what you make it. You know, whether you think you're going to have a good day or think you're going to have a bad day, you're right. You know what I mean? Because I've I've, I've had the privilege to play in the NBA. And one of the things we did, and they still do, I believe, in the NBA, is at the beginning of the season you try to build a relational – you you try to build a relationship with with the people, with your fans. Uh, one, of the way, one of the ways we did it is we always visited the, the terminally ill uh, portion of the hospital with the kids, and it would it would it would always put everything in perspective to me, man. When you walk in there, and you see a kid with cancer that doesn't have very long to live, uh, that has the biggest smile, brightest outlook on life. He he or she knows she's not going to make it very long, but he or she knows that she's loved. By her parents and mm-hmm. this short time on earth it, you know they're going to make it the best that they can you know what I mean right. it's, it's that old saying of you know everybody dies not everybody lives I mean you can go saying, man you know I, I gotta go through this routine of waking up and going mm-hmm. to work so on and so forth mm-hmm. I mean sure you can be routine all you like but life is what you make it sure there's no easy fix but it is a long steady uh, 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 journey you know, and that journey can be as fun or as hard or boring as you like. But it's, 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 it's you know, attitude equals the aptitude. You know, you got to have the right attitude. And it helps certainly when you got good people around you.
2: But but, is it some roles are harder than other people's roles? You know what I'm saying? Some kids have it easier than some, you know. But do you look at that and feel sorry for yourself?
3: Uh, I'm not sure if. Uh, if this is a game, I'm not sure if feel sorry for yourself is a, is a, is a choice that we have. Uh-huh. You can feel sorry for yourself, sure. And there are a lot of negative aspects that can come from that. But there, if you show me anybody, man or woman, somebody that's accomplished things in their life, somebody that's beaten the odds, I'll show you a scarred person, man or mm-hmm. woman, not not just physically, but mentally. Some of them have some scars, I should say, because they've been through the battles. Yeah. Because what you're gonna do when you, when I tell you that a kid from a single parent household in an almost only one race a neighborhood is gonna grow up, go to a Division One college, play ten years basketball, own multi-store uh, automobile stores, and, and 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 own a multi-million dollar gym, you say I'm crazy. You would say you're crazy. Uh, but, but, but through trials and tribulation, perseverance, good advice, and thinking, you know, cause a lot of us get mad and we start, you know, wanting to fight. We need to get mad and start thinking. We need to be better than just some type of animal instinct. We need to get mad and start thinking. How can we get people together and change whatever problem there is out there? And again, that goes back to why I wanted to do this gym. Because it's something positive for the community, something positive for the kids. You know, most parents, when they see their kids doing something in a positive direction, they're happy. Most kids, when they're part of a group that's doing something productive and positive, they feel good about themselves. And hopefully,
2: love, somewhere down the line, Reggie makes some money in this. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got you got to take care though. But you know, Reggie, uh, what we're gonna do? We'll take a break. But when we come back, I want you to talk about sportsmanship too, because what what's so important about this show? I wanted you on there, was because I got four college kids, and I did a speaking game. It's called Millennium Man, and they had these young kids out of high school. They gave them these suits to get ready for the world, and each one of them got a scholarship to play basketball in, you know, big school. So they listen to the show right now. So I want you, you know, when we talk, you know, we talking to them to let them you know what I'm saying? Giving them some advice. That's why yeah. I love yeah. that you to have you on the show. But we'll take a break and I got Reggie Slater, my guest, and he said he's feeling the love. Feeling the
3: love, I'm feeling the love. It's <laughs> <laughs> <feeling> the love. <laughs>
2: this is James Lovey and we'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
5: Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens, Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Your Internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports.
2: This is Jay Lund, I'm back, host and loving that sports talk. And I got Reggie Slade on there. He said he's feeling the love, everybody. He said he's feeling feelin the love, in- man. I'm feeling feelin
3: it.
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 like I said, Reggie, I'm great to have you on here. Like I said, I got four great college kids. They are um, 4.0. I mean, while well, they're high school. They're going to college. Uh, one, I'm going to UCLA. Awesome. One, I'm going to Notre Dame. But, I mean, just to see these young kids and have them listen, they listen to you is what, you know, I, I wanted them to hear. You know, they're supposed to be in the studio, but – couple of them had some classes there to take. You know, school come before this. but
3: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt.
2: They are able to listen. But talk to these kids and tell me about sportsmanship because you see all these, um, you know, I, I look at the NBA, the players, they get in these fights and do all this. But their teammates, sportsmanship is good. You go there, you pick a guy up. You know, it's hard play, you're right. But still the sportsmanship is what makes the game great. Right, Reggie? Oh,
3: without a doubt. The competitiveness. It's so, it, 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 it's reflective of society. And that's another thing that I love about sports because whether you're playing football, basketball, wrestling, uh, merging with a company, acquiring a- acquisitions, uh, trying to cut your cost of goods, it's all competitiveness. Uh, the world is competitive. Uh, you know, free trade is competitive. Uh, basketball is just or football or any kind of sport is just another version of that. Mm. So, you know, you need to hone and, and hone your skills and learn your craft.
2: And be real good at it, you know? And and and, and that's a key point, you know, uh, when I say I want to say sportsmanship. But why is it that these parents are just so crazy over it? They don't have great sportsmanship. And, <laughs> you know, I was going to have you talk about that. What is going on with these parents with their sportsmanship? I mean, they're making these kids, and they're going all irate. And the kids, not, you know, it's making them not want to play the sport.
3: Well, here's the deal. You know, you get a you get a group of parents that are you know trying to live vicariously through their child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and and I think that, that that hurts the kid because you know the older I get, the better my stories get about my I mean, you know, ten years ago, my record. I tell people my record was twenty five rebounds in the game. Yeah. Uh, now it's about twenty eight. You know, who knows what's going to be 10 years from now. It might be in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for a dad trying to say, well, my son should be doing this. I did this back when I was a kid. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a kid that already has pressure on him. Um, and second of all, you know, you, and another and this is just my thoughts, you know, you, you get kids in situations where parents are like, well, little Johnny's going to, you know, uh, save the family. right? You know, he's going to make it pro, and he's putting – we're putting all this pressure on little Johnny. Uh, and, and, and there are mul- as, as a multitude of variables out there, positive and negative, that can affect little Johnny and his outcome. And who knows, little Johnny may not want the same path that the parent does. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things out there, man, that you, know, you, you should have the kid's best interest at heart. You know, I, I look at Ray Allen, his mom, yeah. and the relationship that they have. And, I'm, and I just kind of smile about that because as much as – you see her on television always cheering and uh, you know uh, uh, encouraging her son who's made it to the highest level of basketball he does the same thing in turn for her uh you know with her you know, you know uh running and, and 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 you know when she competes so you know it, when it's a mutual deal, I think it's awesome I mean if you're gonna put all that pressure on your child to be the best they can be in football skiing volleyball basketball football then, hell, you should be, the be a better example and be doing as hard, if not better, in whatever job you have, teaching, building, waitressing, whatever. You know, my mom always told me, be the best you can be, no matter whether that's a, a trash man or a, a, or, 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 or a corporate executive. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't tell our kids that and not expect to lead by example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's very important, I think, that parents should understand. You've got to lead by example. Without excuses, because we all got excuses, you know. And, and and some, you know, some of us have a harder, uh, you know, the, the the scales are tilted against us a little, little, little uh, harder than than others. But I mean, that's why you need good people around you. You know, try to get good people around you to help you to be a support system. Because if you get a bunch of people to help you, and that faith, faith is something that's just man. It's hard to overcome. Right. If you if you believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah, you know, but you gotta really believe it in your heart and set a great example for your child. Because if your child, no matter who's on TV, whether it was love, love, and you were playing football or whoever, mm-hmm. the people they're gonna look up to are the people that have raised them. Yeah. So be the best example you can be.
2: And and, and, and uh, that's that's what that's good you said it because like I look back at my parents and I always like you know was looking at them when I was going through what I was doing. You know, I'm like, man, you know. Every little thing that I wouldn't do right, I'm like, my parents wouldn't accept that and wouldn't let me accept that, you know? Exactly. They're not doing that, you know? Exactly. I, I tell exactly. everybody, I grew up, Everybody like, man, we didn't have what we wanted, but they gave us what we needed, and, you know, and that's all we needed to make it through life, you know?
3: Exactly, exactly. That You know, people get, get it all mixed up with what I want and what I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know,
2: credit card companies love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I got one of those while I was in college.
3: <laughs> you know how I they see rich. that
2: one, you get rich. Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: yo, on, 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 yeah, man. <laughs> I know that.
2: I was like, hey, I everybody, know. come on those TDs. It's on me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, can you help me um, pay this bill off Rich? <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. No, I can't
0: do that.
2: <laughs> but, no, but it is great, though, like say, with the scholarship and kids. And the parents, you know, another thing. Right now, we 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 got so many things we we'll go through, but everybody talking about. I keep getting emails all about injuries. You know, injuries are going to happen, are they not?
3: You can't you can't have an omelet without breaking some eggs, man.
2: You know, can we try and prevent them? We could try. You know, like say stretching, mm-hmm. doing the waist and the eating right, and all like that. But there's a point where you know things happen that you know, like you see one guy, he might get a. Break, bust his knee off three or four times on some fluke, you know? Uh huh. How uh-huh. can we sit yep. there and tell parents? Because I have one parent always calling me, email me saying, I don't want my son playing because his injuries and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what to say, though. What do I say, well, though, Well, uh,
3: here's the deal. You don't want your kid to. I joke, I jo- you know, I joke about that with my son because my son is a football player. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know. I'm a basketball guy. He's a football. He's strictly a football guy. Oh. And I joke about, don't hurt my baby. You know, he's you know he he's six foot forty pounds. I'm like, don't hurt my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't restrain that child. You want to encourage the flame or the passion or that within that child, because that same flame that that you're trying to fan to make him the best football player or whatever, you're gonna you're gonna decrease. The, the, the strength of that or the potency of that by, by saying, well, I want you to give not 100%, but 90% or 80% or 70% because I don't want you to get hurt. And, love, I think, you know, when you go out there and you try not to get hurt, you, that's you, when dudes get hurt. That's when you get hurt, you're right. You come out there being soft. Man, dudes will destroy you because you know <laughs> you know football, especially when guys are looking for a spot. It's like blood in a shark.
2: Yeah, they see, they see a little
3: timidness, and they, it, you, you you're a done deal. Dude. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a done deal. You know, I, I tell my children all the time, uh, and I, I think I can say this on the air when I'm coaching. Yeah. Hey, when you go out there, it's like a dog. Go out yeah. there and piss and make your mark. Yeah, people know where your neighborhood is. You know, this is where I, this is the line that I do, and that's it. This this is my you know paint. Oh, this is my territory. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get territorial out there, you know. One one of the funniest stories I've ever had is I had the pleasure to play with Kevin Garnett when I was in Minnesota. Oh, you did? And, hell yeah. Great guy, man. Just, you know, but he's mega intense, and I was cool with that because we mm-hmm. were winning. He was a great leader. You know, he he did a whole lead by example thing. You know, he practiced harder in practice than he did games because he expected everybody to be up to that level of intensity. Right. And here I am, six foot six, regulator. Nobody thought I'd be in the NBA because I'm too short, right? Mm-hmm. I found myself in a position where I was starting center. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, most people seven footers. I'm six foot six. Mm-hmm. And the uh, first time I ever did that, I played a game and um, I did well. And who walks up to me saying, "Baby, you hold that spot." You don't ever, you know, let somebody intimidate you. You keep doing what you do. You play hard. <laughs> somebody comes at you, ball me throw. It was Kevin's mama. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Oh man, she was. Kevin's mom was like, she was. She's like, don't you ever show fear? Don't you ever? You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, i you mean, know, I guess she liked me. You know hell, I liked her too. But man, she was. She was real about it. So I could see where Kevin gets that. Um, you know, if you ever watch him on the court, you know, he, 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 he's intense. You know, I, I, I see where it gets it from, you know, so don't fall far from the
2: tree. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's funny you said that because when I was with Philly, Buddy Ryan, like, he loved when people, like, say, didn't show that fear. And I went out there, and I kept, and I kept getting, uh, letting these older guys just throw me around, and Mike Quick put me inside. He's like, boy, you better get out there and show that. You know, it's like a dogfight over here. Yep. And I went out there, and, uh, you know, he he's blessed his soul. He's not around but Andre Water threw a uh-huh. forearm in me, and I grabbed him on there. I just started welling on him and slung him around, but around like, that's what I'm talking about. Don't ever show fear. You show fear, people are going to take advantage of me, and that's what they was yeah. doing. They seen that yeah. fear in me beginning, and they were just like, beat me up. You're right, Red.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the way it is, man. But, but you got to learn how to control it. You know, I was talking to a parent the other day, and they were football, playing football. And, uh-huh. and you know, I was saying, you know, concentrate your emotions so that when you go out there, you, you know, you know, visualize your opponent or whoever you're up against as, you know, put all that rage out on him. Mm. And they're like, well, go out, you won't just go out there like you crazy. I'm like, no, it's got to be controlled. You got to master yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, clearly know and define what you're trying to accomplish here. Are you trying to go out there like a blithering idiot or are you trying to accomplish a goal? Right. You know, but you know, when you go, when you go out there, don't give a half effort. Go out
2: there 100% because like we said earlier, you go out there with a half effort, man. You ain't gonna get hurt. Yeah. Don't hurt my baby. Yeah, That's what you
3: be saying, Reggie. Don't hurt my baby. Don't hurt my baby. Don't hurt
2: my baby. I had to stop my mom from coming in because she be screaming like, you get your hands off my baby. I'm like, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be saying that. Sit down in the <laughs> stands, man. <mama. laughs> you know, I get, uh, I get tackled. She jumping up. Get off my baby, mama! Don't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get killed when I get back in the fellas in the locker room to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but you know
3: what? <laughs> hey, you know, parental support, but ain't nothing like it though, man. You can be embarrassed by your parents, but I think in the end, because we're all gonna have those days when we're just. Things just aren't going to go away, man. Yeah. And you have to realize that's temporary. And, and, and kids don't know that. You know they need that support from you know. If nothing else, my mama loved me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, you know all these fans done yelled at me and boo. They so wishy washy. One day, my mama loved me. My mama loved
2: me. I don't care what else. My you mama, know, loved your me. daddy, you know whoever. You know yeah. what I'm
3: saying? That support is, is paramount, man.
2: Well, you know Reggie, what we're gonna do? We'll take another break, and when we come back, I want you to tell the young listener ones to listen. What what it took for you to make it and how they can do it, you know say what the role your your work ethic and you know and everything to make it to where you wanna be, where you happy with yourself in life. We could like you say be a garbage guy or a trash, but yeah. the yeah. work ethic it took for you to make it, you know. So okay. we'll take a break and we got Reggie Slater. He says still feeling the love, huh? Feeling
3: the love, baby feeling the love. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jay
2: Love, we'll be right back. <laughs>
4: flagship station for sports
0: voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you channel.
5: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
4: Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing Pit Pass USA is got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
2: This is Jay Long, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. I got Reggie Slater. And Reggie's there, right, Reggie?
3: I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> well, you know, we're <laughs> in it. Loving it.
2: <laughs> you said it's hot out there, right? Houston. Oh, man. It's burning up.
3: It's Houston, man. That's what
2: you expect. Yeah. Well, we're going to go right on into it. You know, I, I, I love for this show to be about you because, um, like you say, I look up to you. You know, I know you from Wyoming. And just by just knowing what you're doing like that, that's something that I like to reflect off and you know and, and learn from you and i got like i say i got listeners right now four guys that's going to college um and they listen and let's talk about reggie what it took for you you know if you want to start from high school or whatever to make to where you want to be in life and that's what we want these kids to learn set a goal and where you want to be in life get there how you get, how did you get there reggie?
3: man you i think you already said it man you, you set goals for yourself um uh, you really set goals for yourself. And what's gonna happen is, man, you, you have to have some type of focus and discipline in your life. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can't go out to all the parties. You know what I mean? Right. Cause when you, cause when your fellow players are out there partying, you can be out there working on your technique. You know, mm-hmm. your jump shot or whatever it is with football, volleyball, whatever it is. You gotta have discipline. You gotta have focus. You gotta realize, you know, look at the big picture. To an extent, to an extent, because, you know, we graze. I'm talking about grades is what I'm talking about. Because even if you make it to the pros, you know, that money doesn't last forever. And if you don't have the education to help you with your finances, you're going to be in for a hard, hard life with your body debilitated and, <laughs> and no mental uh, basis or foundation. So, you know, what I would say is you need focus, you need you know, a strong, encouraged group around you. But you need to set goals for yourself. And once you reach, it's like a ladder, right? right. Once you re- meet that one goal, then you set another goal. It's a constant challenge. And it's a constant ascension to, to, to the person that you're going to be. You know, it's not a point of, well, I made it. Right. I can, you know, I can shoot a 15-footer now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have, to, you have to constantly evolve and know that there's somebody right behind you chasing you up that ladder. You know, Vince Lombardi said, you know, football is a game of inches. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't see, very rarely do you see guys making, you know, 50, 60, 70-yard runs. I mean, it's four yards here, five yards there, one yard, negative four yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way life is, right? It has its obstacles. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be able to withstand that. And that's what makes you stronger. So that when you see those obstacles in front of you, you realize those obstacles are nothing that you can't overcome. Why? Because you've overcome them in some way, shape, or form before. It was just a different name. Whether it was math class or, um, you know, some dude that said I wasn't cool, they don't matter. What matters is you getting your goal. You focus. You determine. You discipline. You setting your goals. That's not to say that you can't have fun. you got to have fun. But realize that there's going to be a lot of naysayers around you telling you what you can't do. Realize that. And the reason they do that is because they're too damn lazy to put in the work and to discipline themselves like you are. Mm. Now these guys are going to come to you, looking up to you, wanting jobs and wanting advice, and you know they think you got your whole life together. You know, when when you're dealing, when they're dealing with situations, you know, at, at age thirty that they should have dealt with when they're twenty, you know. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, they, they call them haters. <laughs> Beware of the haters. <laughs> or know that the more haters you get, the more you're on track. Because, damn, I mean, I'm not going to do all that work to love doing.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it's supposed to come easy. That's mm-hmm. what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just stay focused, stay positive, believe in yourself, believe in your friends, you know, and keep it real, man. You know? You're not going to win every, 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 every battle, but it's that war that you're looking at. Yeah.
2: You know? You know, don't
3: that, give
2: up. That's funny you said that, Reg, because I want you to elaborate on this. When I was with Philly, you know, I was going through training camp, and I bust my butt, I worked, worked, worked. And then when I made it, I relaxed. And then I ended up getting hurt. But I, 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 I had that mentality, like, hey, I'm here, I made it. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, you can't do that.
2: A- exactly. And that's what I don't want kids to think. Like you say, you they made it. Like, hey, I can shoot the 15-foot jumper now. You know what I'm saying?
3: I, I tell you what. You look at the regiment I know football is probably three, four, five years of the average career of an NFL player. You look at the at the workout regimen of those guys that last five years. I'm sorry, five years or three years, as compared to those guys that last six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I bet I, I'm pretty sure. You, you look at the ones that last the longest. They don't. They they stay focused. They they do the workouts. They do the extra lifting. They, they study the game. They study the game of of football or basketball because at a certain point when your body starts to get a little older and those injuries get, you know, hurt a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to figure out psychologically how to get in position. Just like a chess game, right? Or because it's a competition. (laughs) Because it's a competition. You have to constantly figure ways to move ahead or be one step ahead of that your opponent whatever that opponent is. So, you know, you, you, you got to constantly be thinking. You can rest. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm, and when I say all this stuff, I don't want to sound like, man, dude, never has fun. Hell, I think I'm funny in hell. I think I have a lot of fun. But, you know, you, you got to keep perspective because, uh, you know, life is a competition.
2: So what you're saying is once you make it, you keep that same work habit, but you have fun? But,
3: Yo, you, you have fun, but you, you keep that same work happening, But realize that once you reach your goal, there's another goal you need to get to. Right. You need to keep it. You need to keep it going, man. Don't don't sit there and get fat and think that okay, the, the, if I made in the NFL and I'm a cornerback and I made it, baby, I'm there. Now I'm gonna sit down and chill and just go through the games. Yeah. No, dude, you need to go through the same drills and practices. Maybe run a little harder. You need to keep that. You keep you keep that hunger in you. Keep that hunger because the game is mental, right? Right. Because yeah. you know, you you you, 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 you know, running, running 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 in place gives you a great workout. But if you got a lion chasing you, that gives you a hell of a better workout. You <laughs> got to have something out there motivating you. You know what I'm saying? You know, elbows and tail holes. You yeah. know what I mean? To get going. You know.
2: And, and that's and that's what I, I tell people. You know. Um, once you reach that one goal, set another goal. That motivates you to go, you know, to keep going. Because you feel like, you know, hey, uh, I, I achieve all my goals. Then you uh, relax and give up. And that's what happened to me, Reg. And I didn't see it. And I had nobody to tell me. So that's why I love telling these kids. Once I made it, there wasn't no other goal I set. Because I had set that goal to make it to play in the NFL. And I should have set other goals after I made You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and man, once 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 you've gotten to a point where you're satisfied and you're like, okay, I've I've ran this race. I've ran this part of the chapter, I should not say, of of this book in my life. As far as this chapter is going to go, I'm about to turn the page and start a new chapter. Now, if you've really taken care of business, you've done everything that is to do in that, you know? So let's move on to the next challenge. (laughs) You know, something else. Right. But you need to completely satisfy and make sure that you covered, you know, all your angles. You know, I, you know I, again, it, with basketball, unfortunately, everybody thinks they're going to make it to the NBA. And there's really only about 2 or 3% of NCAA guys that make it, uh, to the pros. And if, when you look at the amount of guys that have a, have a net worth of zero, five or six years after they finish playing pro ball, that's another high number, 70%. So when you look at the big, big, big picture, there's only a small percentage of guys that are going to keep or grow their income or their network after they finish playing ball. Mm -hmm. But in order to, again, as part of the big picture, you got to make sure you handle your business. When you're at school, man, get that education. Don't burn bridges. Learn to communicate with people from other ethnicities, races, and places. Learn how to talk. Make sure you get your grades. Make sure when you go out there on the football, basketball field, you handle up. And You go out there and you earn the respect of the person next to you. You know, how you earn their respect. You go straight to their throat. You go out there playing hard, and expect the same thing from them. So that when we go into the battle, I don't, I, you know, I know you—you you, you got my side, and the guy that we're facing, know he's in for a headache. Right. And you keep, and you keep redefining yourself, and keep setting goals, and getting higher and higher. That's life. Not sitting on your tail, content, not doing anything—that's hell. That's hell.
2: Don, you know, Would you set personal goals when you you know, or would you set? You know what I'm saying.
3: Whatever it is that makes you happy, man. I mean, hey, look, I, I you know, I, I, I've, I've had the fortune. I I, 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 never use the word rich, but I've had the, been fortunate enough to have money, and I've been in a position where you know we had a can of soup for Thanksgiving. Having money is a hell of a lot more fun than a can of soup for Thanksgiving. So, you know, my goal was not to be with that can of soup thing again. So what do I do, have to do in order to get there? You know what I mean? And that's personally why I set myself up to say, I'm going to get this education. And once I'm done playing basketball, I'm going to use that money that I, uh, saved as a, you know, as, 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 um, the term I use as as um, like planting for businesses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it can, so that can grow, you know, so I can become a professional business person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I went from 100 air to 1,000 air in 10 years. <laughs> but it's whatever your ultimate goal is, man, I'm, I'm, I think everybody wants to be happy, man. Right. And I, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy, man. Some people are content to be just, you know, teachers. Or well, some people have aspirations of being on Wall Street. Whatever it is that makes you happy, go for it, man. Just go for it. Just prepare yourself. You don't... You don't, you don't, the guys that are listening, and I think they can relate to this, if you got a math test tomorrow, you don't go in there without studying and expect to make an A on that test. You gotta prepare for it. Well hell, if you, if you wanna be successful when you go up, you don't just all of a sudden become 25 and think everything's gonna be he- handed to you. You gotta prepare for it. <laughs> when the football game starts, if you're a running back, yeah. you don't just sit on your butt eating Cheerios all week long. I think when the game starts, you got to fire around and get, you know, 100 yards. you got to prepare for it. Prepare to whatever your goal is, man. That, that's essentially what I'm saying. you you, you got to prepare. you got to prepare. Prepare
2: yeah. yourself. Yeah, and you know what? And that's, that's the key with, you know, the kids. you got to prepare. you just not going to go out there and expect to do it. No, you know, it
3: doesn't
2: work like that. It, it don't work, and kids got to know that. Just because you got that talent or you think you're smart, you know, I ain't got to stay for the test. I know it. You know, you still have to prepare no matter what. Yep. Anything in life you got to prepare for, right, Reg? Yep. Yep. Right.
3: You're absolutely
2: correct. So uh, that's a great thing. But you know what, Reg? We're gonna, what we're going to do is take another break, and then we got Rich Sauls on the line. He out there in Houston, too, so.
3: Man,
2: good dude, smart dude. Smart dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Rich on the line. Was when we come back, but um, this is Jay Lovin hosting Lovin Sports Talk with Reggie Slater, and we're we'll back with Rich Salt.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. sports looking for a top show about horse racing and handicapping looking to play the ponies Join us every week for Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies website, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. Listen for top plays for the weekend in the spot play of the week and win prizes just for listening. Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer is live Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Voice America Sports
4: Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. i got Reggie Slater still on the line.
2: And uh-huh. are you there, Reggie? I'm
3: feeling the love, dude.
2: You feeling the love? And I got Rich Saul. Rich, are you there? I'm, I'm hanging in there, love. you <laughs> man, <Amen>, Rich. <laughs> You're out there in Houston, too, with Rich, aren't you? Yeah,
6: I'm still out here. I ain't going too far. You know, they got a good leash on me. My, my, <laughs> my, my, my leg monitor go off if I hit the state line. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: well, funny. Well, we can't have you in the studio there, can we? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
3: Hey, hey Rick 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 is like Lindsay Lohan right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's your new that's your new name now. Hey but Rich go ahead and tell them, all the listeners, you know, I like to tell them what you you know you do out there and all that. Rich is on definitely played football at Wyoming together. Rich was a defensive back and then we used to go at it all the time on the field, but go ahead, Rich. Yeah, yeah, I
6: I did go go hard when I first got there. James had about three or four years on me but <laughs> I was a freshman, and I demanded respect once I got there. But, you know, loving being them guys from the big cities, Chicago and L.A., they don't like, give a guy like us, a young guys like us respect, so we had to go get it. But we, we eventually, you know, became really, really good friends and uh, and uh, long-life long friends, to be honest. You know, so that's why I'm here today to kind of, of course, support the show and become a voice on it and, and, and show, show proper respect to a man that actually worked hard to get where he is today.
2: Way to show some love, Rich. Yeah, it is, Rich. Thank <laughs> you, man. I've been trying to get Rich on the show for a long. But He's you definitely, you know, Rich, you called like at the end of the show, but we definitely going to have you on again for the whole yeah. show. But anyway, let's get back and get some talking. But Rich said something good, Reggie. He said, you know, he the man that I expect when he came in as a freshman. Rich didn't, Rich didn't back down on none of us veterans, you know. He went out there. He worked hard. He, he wasn't scared. And that's what we talked about, didn't we, Reggie?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, if you go out there, it's, again, football, basketball. Those sharks start smelling blood. You can forget about it. It's a done deal. You know, when I was in high school, they used to call uh, the, young, the young guys that were intimidated, the dunking dummies. You know, they didn't dunk all on you because, you know, that just elevates their confidence, right, they diminish yours. Uh, so, you know, I learned early on, you know, I'm not going to be a dunking dummy. I got to go out there and, you know, if I can do anything else, I'm going to, you know, play hard and I'm going rebound. Because I couldn't shoot to save my life. Still can't, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but same thing. Go out there, and, and, you know, when I went to Wyoming, same thing. When I went to the pro, same thing. You know, play as hard as I can, and, and every board out there, you know, we're talking about setting goals. You know, I, I had this goal from high school to college to pro. If I didn't have a, a rebound within the first minute, you know, that was some problems. You know, I was, you know, it was like I was whipping myself right. mentally.
2: Uh, now, Rich. Now, how did, when you came to Wyoming, like I said, you had all these veterans, you know, me, Sarge. You know, how did you feel when you came out there? You weren't scared, I know, but what did you do in your mind to prepare yourself to come out there and do the great job you did on us? I mean, you was one of the defensive backs that we hate going against, you know. But what I, I,
6: a, I, can, I can honestly say, you know, coming from inner, inner city school, just like Reginald, I mean, he from we from pretty much five to ten I'm miles yeah. out of Houston. It's high school he we went to, but. Uh, when I got out there, I actually thought I made it, you know. And, and uh, as the years went on in college, I realized there was a whole lot, a whole lot of work to do. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it to my dream, which is the pros. But uh, but I still was able to establish some some additional dreams as I got a little older and realized that you know once one is gone, you can always re up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm at now. I'm still living. I'm actually living out my second dream. I've been self-employed about 18 years now. So, uh, so I don't have not not out of family and tears, and I don't have no choice, but to continue to try to make that dream work. At the time when I was young, my first dream it was only me. Mm-hmm. This dream here, it it got it got uh, it got legs and <laughs> <laughs> go with
2: wrong, it. So
6: you, the body. You know, you got to make that body work. Or <laughs> <I ain't laughs> <not long. laughs> but,
2: but you know what, Riz? People still look at you as a role model. What you're doing, you still doing what you have to take care of your, you know, let's just say business. And like you say, you take care of your family, your kids, and all that. And most people wouldn't do that. They're still trying to be living off their other dream. Yeah,
6: you're right. And, 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 you know, a lot of people, you can't really blame them if they don't take the time to kind of figure it out. Now, you want to blame them because you say, well, I figured it out. Well, they should figure it out. They older or younger than me or they grown, you know, but people are different in my opinion. You know, people are different, and one of the main things I know you probably talked about on your show many times is, of course, you got to have faith, faith in yourself, and faith in God, and and those things right there will allow you to, you know, at least kind of step back as a person and realize that that things that are that are around you ain't always gonna be the best for you. So you're gonna have to take it up on yourself to to uh, get stronger, then then move forward in life.
2: Isn't that what you said, Reggie? Put yourself around yeah. good people?
3: No, it's not about good people, man. Or you can be around a bunch of guys that tell you you can't do nothing and you believe it. I think those dudes are still uh, living the <laughs> I don't want to start saying too much negative <laughs> stuff. I think, I hey, think they're still they still griping they still talking about Richard Saws ain't nothing Yeah, he ain't do nothing love ain't do nothing either.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: yeah, well you know we, we all have been through our challenges in life you know from from the rich and the poor, there's nothing without a challenge, and you got to accept it, uh, conquer it, and move through it. Yeah. Was, and I think that's why that's why you know love is doing as successful as it is today. And of course, you, Slater, you know you you've had challenges, you tackled at a young age, and and you uh, they allowed you to live live a lot, lot of your dreams, and that's a, that's a blessing, not only that that's a that's a testimony, you know what I'm saying? So so that's a wonderful thing, and and, and it's good to. You know, I'm calling the show because you guys are my friends. I didn't know Reginald was on the show today, but you guys are lifelong friends of mine. And that's, that keeps me grounded as well. You know, you don't kind of almost weigh on you to say, well, I can't be too foolish. shit. I, I might lose some of the good friends I've accomplished over the years. You know what I'm saying?
3: Exactly. Cause, yeah. Because in the end, because you can be the bravest guy in the world, but there's a tiny part of you that's, I will not to use the word scared, but you uncertain. You know what yeah. I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you, and you can confide that to your deepest friend, not to everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, hey, hold on, hold on, Richard. Now I remember back in '87, dude.
6: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> you know, I, I, I I recall all them antics. They were huge. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's and, go ahead, Reggie?
3: That's how. <laughs> Those are things that, that define us, though, that that made up who we are today, you know. You know, it's like that saying, you, you tell your kid, don't touch that fire because it's burned, but sometimes they got to experience that pain. And, you know, uh, what we're alluding to is something similar to that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I, I know what you're saying.
3: I know exactly <laughs> <what> you're right. <laughs> yeah, without putting it out there, I'm just <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, you know what, this is just great for me. How you guys on the Houston thing, and uh, what I like to do is Reggie. Like I told you, you to know, Rich, uh, we got four college um, young men that's going into college, and they listen to the show. They post be in the studio, but I'd like to have them in the studio. They like to have you guys on again next weekend, and, and, and let them ask you questions because they listen to the show. and They're gonna, you know, ask you guys questions that you know we we talked about Reggie and what you just talked about Rich, so. That would be lovely if y'all want to do that. I would love to have y'all on, and we do that, and let them, you know, not me talking, let them talk to you guys. and You guys talk to them, you know. Yeah, I'm good, man. And we, you know, go from there. And let them hear from you guys. And like I say, like, they like to get where all you guys out there in Houston on the line one time, like Greg Brown and, you know what I'm saying, Reggie. Isn't, isn't um, um
3: what's Mike Brown, you know, Mike just opened up a daycare center that's, like, the capacity already. He opened up. It's been a year. He's killing it.
2: Well, and, He's I like, very, uh, and I like to get that out there so everybody knows Houston because, like I say, we got listeners all over and mm-hmm. let everybody know what everybody's doing, the great things, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Rich, I already know the great things you're doing out there, you know, and keep it up. Like you say, you taking care of the family too. Of
6: course, of course. Well, I apologize. I didn't get to you a little earlier, love. I was a little tired, of, but yeah, just <laughs> make contact again here with the next there, too,
2: and, and do it again. Okay, and like I said, Reggie, we'll get uh, get y'all, you know, we we'll get the contact together, and we we'll get the guys in the studio, and let them talk to you guys, one, you know.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I, would lo- I would love to have been their age and ask questions for some older cast that have been there and done that, right. you know. That's right.
2: So what they're doing now, they're listening, and they're going to come back with some questions next week. We continue the show, Rich and Reggie.
3: All right, sounds
2: good. All right, now just like I say, thanks, guys, for coming on. And um, hey, this is this is what I love doing. Like I say, we all friends. We always gonna be friends. Believe that.
3: Believe that. So
2: this is James Loving with another one, loving that sports talk, and we'll be back next week with Reggie and Rich Saul.